Welcome to the New Walsey Theatre Podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Zanna. And I'm Catherine. Come with us behind the scenes where we take you backstage, on stage, front of house and everywhere in between. Today we're talking about all things related to costume and wardrobe. We'll be talking to wardrobe supervisor Margaret Locke. Um, She's worked on lots of shows here at the New Walsey. Thank you for joining us, Margaret. That's okay. You're welcome. So first of all, really, Margaret, um, can we just start with what is the role of a wardrobe supervisor? Well, in my case, um, I cover everything. So I go through from um, getting the designs uh, from the designer, um, looking at them, costing them up, um, and then we work out whether we can afford them or not. Usually production manager has a big hand in that. Usually goes, no, go away and look at it again. <laughs> um, and then, um, then once that's all been agreed, if it's a hire, I will go to the higher departments with the, with the designer. Or if it's a make, we will go fabric buying. Then we, after we fabric bought, I will employ freelancers or do it myself um, to actually make things to a fitting stage. Then we fit them, uh, get them ready for the technical rehearsal. And then I'm there for the whole of the tech to get the show up and running. So basically, that's kind of my role. Okay, and with the, the freelance um, element there, do you have mm-hmm. certain people that you'll, you'll go to about certain kind of designs that maybe have worked on uh, like a comedy that has got sort of flamboyant things maybe and, and you know, you've got certain people that you go to for certain shows? Yes, I have. So I've got a long list of freelancers um, who I've worked with for years and I play to their strengths and weaknesses. So if somebody's not particularly good at something and that it needed to say it was a waistcoat, I have a particular maker who, who won't mind me saying, but she doesn't make waistcoats. Right. She just has a, it's her nemesis, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I would go to somebody who, who I know would do that particular job well. Yeah, sure. And same with Dame's costumes. Not everybody can handle Dame's costumes, but I know in my freelancers who are good at it and who aren't, and that's who I go to. Yeah, and um, regular audience members uh, here at the New Wolsey will have seen a lot of your work on stage, obviously not knowing that it's your work necessarily. Um, how many shows have you worked on in Ipswich and uh, what have you worked on here that people oh. might recognise, apart from Pantos, obviously, like you said? Apart from Pantos. Yeah. Um, I've done oh, I've done quite a lot over the years. I've done, I did um, Grandma Saves the Day. They okay. might remember that one. But recently, Birds and the Bees. Lovely, yeah. Uh, Burke and Hare. Yep. And... Yeah, and anything in between, to be honest. I've, I've done quite a lot there. I enjoy doing the pantomimes. But I enjoy pantomime costumes anyway because you get a little bit more leeway with them. Oh, what, so you're what not do you as mean? rigid to the des- Well, you're not as rigid to the design, so you can say to the designer, um, I think that should be such and such a size, and they'll usually go, yeah, you know what size, do it. Oh, and, okay. And... and, and you know, you say, well, that isn't working because they'll be doing this, this and this in it. So they usually kind of bow to your knowledge to a certain extent. So you, there's just a little bit more give in it. So it makes it more more enjoyable. Right. OK. Yeah. So we, we were going to ask, are you actually involved in the design elements at all? You said earlier that you get kind of the designs from the set and costume designer, designer. Yeah. yeah. But do, um, do you have any sort of input in terms of this isn't working? Can I change it to this? Yes, yes, you do get that. Um, more on um, pantomime costumes than you do on a period show like Birkenhair because you have to be, you know, you have to be true to it because yeah. the audience members know. But if it's if it's pantomime, of course, it isn't like that because it's all fantasy. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so there's, more, there's more leeway. Um, but, yeah, I like working with different designers. 
We wondered as well, um, you know, you, you've spoken a little bit about creating things from scratch, kind of the start of the process. How many people, if you're talking mm-hmm. about maybe, let's go for the, the biggest uh, costume that you've ever made, how many people are involved in that process from costing it, from designing it, from making it, from resor- you know, getting the resources from it? How many people are involved in that process altogether? Well, there would be the designer, um, myself, the maker, the actor, uh, the production manager who has to agree all the costs. Yeah, um, because he has a budget. Everybody has to stick to a budget all the way along the line. So there's quite a lot of people involved in one costume on something like a pantomime. And and how much say does the actor get on that as well? How how um, involved can they be in sort of say I, I don't really like that that color or that design? How 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 much can they have a say on on, on the looks? That depends on the designer, yeah. and also if it's a period piece, there's there's nowhere to go with it. They have to yeah, kind of sure. bow to what what it is. But on pantomimes, of course, there's more leeway. And if if they say, "I know I've got to do a forward roll in that," yeah, and you go, "Oh, I didn't know that." Oh, well, we'll change that, or we'll put bloomers on and tights because we don't want to see up your skirt. So there's <laughs> there's all that element in it. Yeah. And where do you get everything from? So all of the uh, materials and every bit of equipment that you need to make it, where do you get all that from? Well, fabrics. I yeah. love fabric buying. Um, I, I just love fabrics. On a pantomime costume, my first port of call would go to Walthamstow in London. Right. Because there is shop after shop after shop. So you just come out of one and go in another. Yeah. But it's a very unusual place. They don't deal in credit cards. They only deal in cash. Oh, wow. <laughs> which even, is very even, interesting. This, even, even in I know, pre-pandemic uh, post-pandemic In this time. day and age, yes. In this <laughs> pandemic, yes. They also, which is interesting, the fabric comes in, in centimetres. So it might be 45 centimetres wide. Right. But they still sell it in yards, feet and inches. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably before well before your time um so you have to stand there and convert it um yeah that's that's interesting so walthamstow um then shepherd's bush also in london goldhawk road that's very good for fabrics for the same reasons but they're selling meters and tech credit cards which is handy right yeah <laughs> and then you can go to um berwick street but that's uh, that's in soho that's more expensive so we only go there if we can't find it anywhere else. And then local, uh, local to me, because I'm Midlands based, we use um, fancy silk stores in Birmingham right. quite a lot and a place called Barry's in Birmingham. So, yeah, they're always good, you know, to kind of fall back on as well. Yeah. And, and, and how- trim, trim is all over the place. We go to Leicester for it, we'll play a warehouse called Nova and you pick it up like you do your shopping so you go around tesco's with a trolley you do the same there you go around with a trolley and put in everything that you want just not popping your milk and cheese in though <laughs> that's exactly it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How, how long did it take to to make a part of a costume you know if it's a like a pantomime one like you say for example how how long does that take it's a case of how long is a piece of string to be yeah, perfectly sure. honest because there's so many elements involved in it just the heads because the dame's heads i always make yeah. Um, but the process for that is quite involved. And each one of those would take me two and a half, three days. Yeah. So an actual <laughs> costume would take two, three weeks. Wow. Because you can only do so much and then you have to put it down because you might have to do a fitting or you might have to wait for something else to arrive. So you do other things while you're waiting. You don't just do that one costume. Yeah, sure. So yeah. Makes, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask, um, a large part of your job, obviously, depends on having the actors cast for like measurements and things like that how much of it can you do beforehand or do you have to wait until they're all confirmed well we have to wait till they're all till they're contracted once they're contracted i'm allowed to get in touch with them right um 
And like on a pantomime, we will ask them for their measurements in advance. Yeah. Um, but they're not always accurate because they're actors. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. makers. So so there's always uh, always interesting there, you know, and you get somebody with a 42 inside leg and you think, I don't think so somehow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you, you kind of, when you look at the measurement sheets, you can, you can look from experience and say, I know that measurement's wrong. Right. Yeah. There's nobody got that measurement. Yeah. So they they do a certain amount of that themselves. There's a lot of actors I've worked with before, and I keep a file of all their old measurements. So I'd just get in touch with them and say, um, "Has your waist changed?" Right. Right. Or you know, have you put weight on or lost it? You know. Um, yeah. And go from that. So a, a lot of the the dame stuff is on file anyway. Yes. Yeah. So so that's that's good. Um, so, so basically, there isn't really anything you can prep in advance, then. Not really. Not until I get measurements. No, I can buy fabrics. Yes. Yeah. So I can go buy fabrics before I even know who's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I look at a design and see, oh, I'll need X amount of that fabric for the skirt, and I need a blouse there, so I'll need so much for that. So you know how much you're going to need. Yeah. But until you actually get the measurements, you can't start working on it. And while the show is on, so you've done the whole design mm-hmm. process and then the show opens, what's your yeah. what's your role during that? Because obviously there must be a lot of maintenance of costumes and things like that, particularly no, with I, um, wigs. I run away at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so what actually happens is I get the show up and running. Yeah. And then I hand it over to dressers and maintenance people. Right. And okay. I go on to another show. Um, but I'm always contactable at the end of a phone or email. If there's any problems whatsoever, people will get in touch and I'll either come and sort it out. Yeah. Or I'll tell them what to do. I think wigs, um, we, we quite often see lots of people um, here like having to sort wigs between like matinees and evening shows. Um, are they That's quite right. difficult to, to manage? They can be. The dame's wigs on his costumes aren't because they're built on a felt base. So right. there's very little maintenance on those. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're solid. But um, for a period show, yes, there is a lot. So uh, a wig can often have to be stepped between um, a matinee and an evening show and then restyled, which is a big job. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's lots of things that you just don't you don't necessarily think about. And then it's something that has to be taken into consideration. That's so, right. Yeah. Another part of costume is is makeup as well. Do, do you have any involvement in that or is that someone else's remit? Oh, there's no, it depends what theatre you're working in, right. to be honest. Um, most of the rep theatres do not have anybody um, who can do makeup. Um, at the Woolsey, you, you have a couple of people who, who've done day makeup before, so that's quite good. But the actors know their own basic makeup anyway. Yeah. So they, they have – and if we want them to wear anything Pacific – we will get them for them, but I will also talk them through what I want them to do with it. Okay. So we'll get that all set in stone before I disappear. So all the makeup is fine-tuned before I leave, and then the actors just do it themselves. Okay, yeah. We've spoken a bit about dames as well, and obviously that's quite a flamboyant mm-hmm. uh, costume and makeup. If you're, uh, if you know, if we were to do a, a show here that was set in the modern day um, and actors mm-hmm. are needing to wear like a shirt and jeans or something like that and mm-hmm. they're, they're asked to bring something in from home that might be able to work and, and the, the directors look at it and say, yep, that's that's the look. What What is your job at that point? What do you have to, what, what changes that need to be made to kind of everyday clothes and things like that? Well, everyday clothes um, are usually a buy yep. and not a make. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will try buy them. 
a very, very, very last resort wooden act to be asked to bring their own stuff in because if it gets damaged, I still have to pay for it. Yeah, sure, of course. So I might as well buy it in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And then if you need, if you want a different look, you want something changing on it, you can do it. If it was an actor's own clothing, you can't do that. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and are there any like adaptations you have to make to it to make it suit the stage or um, or, or can it just be as it is? It depends. Um, if they've got quick changes, we might have to change the fastenings on things. So we um, might have to put a zip in where there was buttons. Right. We might have to use Velcro, which I don't particularly like using because you, you hear the noise of it on stage. Yeah, yeah. Of um, So you might have to adapt it for a quick change. Yes. So it's not always as it looks. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is um, or are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a wardrobe supervisor? Money's always a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> Not that people want to know about that, but no rep theatre has got an unlimited budget. Yeah. Um, so you have to stick very, very closely to yeah. budgets. Yeah. Um, that I, I find that, that that is really important. Keeping in, in contact with the production manager, letting them know what's happening, if there's any problems. Um yeah, and just kind of keeping everybody on board with what you're doing yeah. so that so that massive problems don't arise. I mean, there's always the unexpected, but, um, you know, you, you, you try. I mean, at the moment, I've got a massive problem and it doesn't sound like a problem to anybody else. I'm trying to get hold of some dark grey velvet. Okay. For a pair of breeches I've got to make for a show mm-hmm. and we can't get it. And it, we can get some delivered by the end of next week. Yeah. But I need them made by Tuesday. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're really struggling with that one at the moment. And um, so some of the sometimes the simplest things floor you. Yeah. You know, you think, yeah. oh, I'll just be able to pick that up, and then you can't. And I could if I got on a train and went down to London. Yeah. That's going to take a day. Yeah. To do that, to go yeah, down there to find the fabric to bring it back, and I just want it here. I just want it instant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got to make a decision by lunchtime about what I'm going to do. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if we have any here, but I don't think we do. Um, no, no, I don't think you have. I would have already thought of that. <laughs> it's for, um, I'm working on a show at um, Stafford Gatehouse. I'm doing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, um, okay. And out, outdoor production up at the castle. Oh, oh that cool. sounds amazing. Yeah. I know. It's all right so long as the weather's good. Well, of course. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of yeah. following on from what you were saying, um, kind of about the some of the challenges, um, I, have, yeah. I, get, I guess you have to think on your feet quite a lot in terms of wardrobe um, malfunctions. Have there been any memorable yes. incidents that you can share where, or got any tips or hacks um, for when those things happen? There's, there's, there's some I'd like not to share <laughs> um, because certain people would know, so that I'm not going to share any. <laughs> That's for certain. <laughs> But it's just a case of um, working your way through things and look at it logically and, and don't always look for the more com- the more complicated answer. Look at the simple things first. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes it's staring you in the face and you think, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. It's, so it's, it's just about common sense, really. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is your favourite part of the job um, or, or a favourite show that you've worked on, maybe? Oh, that's really difficult. Um I've worked on because I've been in the business for such a long time. I've worked on so many shows, yeah, and some are memorable for different reasons. But the majority of shows I love working on. I love working with different designers, um, different directors, different theatres. Yeah, I, I, that, I love that side of the job, and I, I love buying fabrics. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah you know going and sourcing the fabrics and um there's not you can order them online but it's not the same you need to feel the quality you need to feel the thickness of the fabric how will it drape will it do what i want it to do yeah and until you've got that fabric in your hand you don't know yeah absolutely and so so that's and that's down to knowledge as well um but it's it's an exciting part of the job yeah Yeah. and have you got a uh, favorite costume that you've worked on is there one that springs to mind Ooh. One that you're particularly proud of or just love? <laughs> no, I'm usually glad they're done. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't actually, um, because they've all got their own merits. Yeah. Um, I mean, I must admit, I like working at the New Woolsey Theatre. Um, <laughs> I suppose you've got to say that really, haven't you? <laughs> I, I have, yeah. No, Um I've, I've been doing your pantos for the last seven years, I think. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to doing them. Yeah. Um, because you've just got a nice group of people there. and It's a nice atmosphere. Uh, so I, I, I enjoy that. So I think probably the best, the nicest group of costumes would be pantomime costumes. Yeah. But I particularly like making the dame's heads. Right. Right. Okay. I, w- I will not pass that on to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what can you tell us a bit more about that process? Like what, so you said it has a, did you say a felt base? Mm, you um, buy um, a capoline, which is like um, a felt hood and then you have to stiffen it and then you have to block it. Right. And then you have to fit it to the person's head. Yep. Then once all that's done, then you can start the work of making it look like the design. Yeah. So putting wigs on, say there's a, oh, what could we have on top? Uh, I don't know. Bowl of fruit. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to attach all that really securely. So, but you have to start at that base process and get that head base to fit properly before you can go on. Because we try do them without a chin strap. So you have yeah. to get the balance right. Yeah. So you, if, if you put something over one side you've got to weight it at the other side somehow even if you can't see it to keep the balance yeah yeah so otherwise it would it, had, it could have a tendency to slip so there's there's kind of all that involved in it um so yeah it takes a long time yeah uh, but it's good fun I, I it challenges me and that's what i like you talk about you know you've been doing this for quite a long while now and working with us for quite a while now as well mm-hmm. just to take it right back to the beginning how how do you become involved in wardrobe is there a sort of a typical path that people looking to do the same can follow or you know what advice a would you have of, for them a lot of people coming to it through uh, university and college courses yeah but there's not as many uh, wardrobe courses about now as there was so it's quite difficult right um, i mean i got into it a lot of years ago but i didn't come into it the usual theater route I trained in ladies tailoring. Okay. Oh. So I, w- I was a tailoress. That's how I started. And then I came into theatre because they wanted somebody to make costumes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I literally, literally started at the bottom. Yeah. And worked my way up to where I am. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, every job along the way I've done myself. So anything I'm asking, whether it's maintenance, dressing, wig dressing, hat making, costume making, budgeting, everything I have done myself from the beginning, you know, as I've gone through it. Yeah. So I can't say to somebody, oh, do this and I I haven't done it. Yeah. Right. Which I think is a good place to be. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. What was the first show that you worked on, theatre show, when you when you um, joined the industry? St. John. Right. Where, where was, was that? It was St. John. It was at the Belgrade Theatre in Coventry. When? And it was a... Oh, 
I'm not going to tell you because you'll work it out. <laughs> um, it's a lot of years ago. And the designer was a lady called Trudy Markleau. Right. Uh, and they, yeah. And I, 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 like I said, I was just making on it. And I, I'm still in touch with Trudy now. I've just done some costumes, two costumes for um, the Queen's um, Platinum Jubilee. And Trudy designed those. Oh, oh wow. really? That's amazing. So, yeah, so I've just done a, a signet and a band leader ah, for them. That's really cool. Um, so I'm still in touch with the first designer I ever worked with. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I bet that feels quite nice. And, and it does. And she still gets in touch and says, can you do this for us, you know, or um, it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice place yeah. to be. And I've just done quite a lot of work on Coventry City of Culture. Okay. What, what was sort of involved with that? Um, what did I make on that? Oh, I've just done um, something called House of Craft. Okay. And that was all recyclable things. So I had to make coats out of bubble wrap and plastic bags. Oh, that sounds really cool. That was good fun because I've never done that before, you know, so, yeah. I was just going to ask, in terms of recycling fabrics and things like that, how much mm-hmm. of that can you do um, when you're working on a new, a new piece or anything like that? You can't usually recycle the fabrics because they're usually made for a specific thing. Yeah. But any fabric that isn't used is kept and reused for something else. Yes, yeah. So say I bought five metres for something and I only used four or four and a half, the rest of the fabric is kept. Yeah. And then you might need um, different pockets on something, even years down the line, and you think, oh, I might have got a bit to do that. So you keep all the fabrics. Yeah. In fact, you at the Woolsey, you've got fabrics going back seven years on Panto. Oh, really? Some of them will only be tiny scraps. Yeah. But it, I, you always leave the fabrics because if something rips and there's a running repair, yeah, um, the person doing it might need a piece of that fabric. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so the, yeah, you, you still have things there. I've seen them recently. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and you've kind of chatted about um, what you've been working on. What have you got coming up this year? Well, at the moment, I'm really heavy into this one at Stafford, like I say, the open air one. Yeah. Um, I've just finished last weekend the Jubilee ones. Yeah. And then I'm doing pantomime um, for the New Woolsey Theatre. I'm doing two pantomimes for another company. Okay. So I'm doing three this year. Yeah. I know I'm really, I'm really foolish. If it's something I want to work on, I have real trouble turning it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and I think I've got another one coming up at the Woolsey. I'm not sure of the dates. It's probably around October time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it's called. Um, it's a three-hander. That's all I know about it. Oh, trio. That's it. It's yeah. trio. Yeah. Yes, I'm working on that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I shall start on pantomimes as soon as um, Stafford opens. Right. Yeah. yeah. When does it open? 24th of June, I think it is. Oh, okay. A couple of weeks. Yeah, not far away then. Uh, yeah, not far away, but come beginning of July, I need to start on pantomimes, else I won't get them done. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, then any other shows I'm doing fit in alongside it, you know, so you kind of work on more than one thing at a time. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have any last tips or sort of uh, bits of information for anyone that's wanted to start out before we before we let you go? Go for it. That, <laughs> if, yeah. if you're interested in theatre, get in touch with wardrobe departments, say, can I come in and, and watch what you're doing? Can I observe for a couple of weeks? Yeah. Get some work experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, that's great. Yeah. And don't, don't be put off by it. Just no. go for it. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today and tell, uh, tell us everything about what you do. It's been really, really interesting to kind of get to know a little bit more about a, a side of theatre that I know that I don't know too much about anyway. So it's been um, yeah, really, really interesting. Thank you very much. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you again yes. here at the New Wolsey soon. You will. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell your friends about us and give us a share on social media. If you'd like to get involved with our podcast, please drop us an email to podcast at woolseytheatre.co.uk. We have a full and exciting programme of shows, activities and events throughout the year. For more information, visit our website at woolseytheatre.co.uk or call the box office on 01473 295 900. The New Woolsey Theatre is a registered charity and relies on funding partners, investors and donations. We gratefully acknowledge the support of Arts Council England, Suffolk County Council and Ipswich Borough Council. This podcast is for entertainment purposes, is produced and managed by our friends at podtalk.co.uk and is the copyright of the New Woolsey Theatre. Actually, Margaret, I've got an answer for you, but how long was a piece of string? Go on. Twice as long as it is from the centre to one end. (laughs) (laughs) I'll remember that one. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I just, my brain isn't isn't processing that. I don't know why. Makes sense to me.